The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast, episode 17. You may remember me. I'm Amanda Hamilton here with my amazing co host, Bill Webb. How are you, sir? We're good. Been way too long since we've done this. It has been two months since we have recorded, and it's been a busy two months. Well, you had things going on. You were under the weather for a little bit. Um, you're we're working out crazy of hours. <laughs> yes, yeah. or, or at work. Yes, it's it's been nuts. It went from my kid had the flu for her eighth birthday, which was around the time we last recorded. And then the following week, we're in Pensacola. The following week, we had friends in town. The following week, we're in Disney. The following week, I decided to catch COVID again. And that tore through the house. And then since then, just been working nonstop. Well, yeah, and you got to go to work at 10 o'clock tonight, too, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's for our listeners. It's Friday, July 29th. It is 12.15 Eastern time, and I've been up since 6 a.m. I have to work from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning for a project that is finally going live, and I'll be doing weird schedules like that for the next six weeks. So yeah. this might be a little intermittent for a bit, but we might be yeah. – uh, we're not we gonna might let, be able to work something out. We're not going to let two months pass by this time. We'll we'll figure something out, but uh, – yeah, Absolutely. maybe we'll bring some special guests on, and Bill will edit. Oh, Lord. I'll pray for y'all. Like a freight train, baby. Like oh, a diesel boy. locomotive. Yeah, <laughs> it's cannot coming. I not with you. So, what's new with you? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, Got my Cactus Canyon remake. Okay, which we'll touch on in just a few minutes, because I know we, you guys had a special guest on Monday night flipping out. We did. Um, Played Toy Story. You've played Toy Story. We haven't mm-hmm. recorded since Toy Story came out. We haven't recorded in a while. No. Um. So so let's kind of recap. Um. Obviously, Toy Story is the giant in the room. I don't want to call it an elephant because it's definitely not a wide body this time. And I will just tell our listeners, just to preface this, I do apologize for the background noise. They're building three houses in my backyard, basically, because I live in Florida and are lots of the size of a postage stamp. And um, my dogs are very, very proficient in letting me know that there are people back there working. So you may hear construction, dogs. It's fine. It's fine. We're all good. It's fine. So Toy Story. You were originally on the list for a Toy Story back when it was kind of more of a rumor that we expected and then during the wait i think you like many other people during the wait other games came out other things came up situations circumstances things like that changed and you ended up not taking delivery on yours but you have played it i have and on all fairness yeah i mean i had bought cactus canyon um you bought circus I bought Circus Voltaire, which was never supposed to stay, but mm-hmm. I know but I'll I never get it. it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Medieval Madness. So, I mean, those really, it's a tough call, but I don't want to get rid of anything that I have right now. So, right. you know. Right. No, and that makes sense. And in all fairness, too, you also bought and then subsequently sold a Wonka in that same time frame because it had been such a big gap between the list and the production. It was. And honestly, Wonka left so I could get Medieval. Because I wanted to be evil. That is a fair. You've got a pretty impressive looking lineup going on right now. So I like it's it. There. It's getting there. Uh, Indiana Jones, Attack from Mars, and maybe a Scared Stiff. And hmm. it'll be pretty pretty stellar. But yeah. uh, you know, right yeah. now I'm trying to. Uh, our good friend Dwight. Um, Dwight, if you're listening, hey. Uh, hey, Dwight. 
So Dwight, uh, you know, a couple months ago we were um, out getting our annual burrito and uh, he's like, you know what your problem is? And I told him the story the other day. Um, I'm like, you know, I know what a lot of my problems are, but you tell me what I don't yeah, know. No, but you're about to tell me. Yeah. So uh, he's like, you know, you really appreciate simpler code. I'm like, you know, he, he's like, that's why you like this William stuff. You know, he's like, you don't really go too far into the game and stuff like that. And I'm like, Dwight, you're absolutely right. So that's where my transition so, has been. So Dwight low key called you a really crappy player. Absolutely. He did. And he's, and I, he's 100% right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with him. I'm right there with yeah. him. Um, I will say, so when we played Toy Story, some friends of ours, they actually, they picked up a Jurassic Park premium and like three weeks later, Toy Story came out and they had been on the list with it. So they got their Toy Story. We got to unbox it and play it that night. I am a terrible player and a grand champ at the first game. I did not get into wizard modes. I had no idea what I was doing. You can tell it's a Lawler game just by walking up to it. It's, it's definitely a Lawler game. Fast and easy to shoot. I wouldn't even call it fast. It's kind of floaty, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that's because I was going back and forth between Jurassic Park and Toy Story. And then, I mean, I full disclosure, like, I think I've turned Godzilla on twice in the past two months. Mm-hmm. And we, we haven't done anything. We haven't had time to do anything. So it was it was fun shooter. Um, the colors are beautiful. The light show is spectacular. The call outs were amazing. But there's some controversy around that game. Yeah. What is the said controversy? Well, apparently some people are not happy with the price. It is a little more on the on the higher side. A little bit more. Had some interesting conversations with some family members, and they were discussing it, and we were talking about it. And it's like, well, you know, they're, it's a great title to appeal to people who are not in pinball and get them in pinball. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a Disney title, and it's Toy Story. Who doesn't love Toy Story? Granted, yeah. it's Toy Story 4, but, you know, who doesn't love Toy Story? Well, that's fine, but people who are not in pinball don't realize how expensive pinball is in general. So then when you slap a sticker that shocks the pinball world onto a game, not sure that's the best way to do it, but time will tell. Yeah, I mean, they're they're moving. They're definitely moving. So, and well, you know what? I mean, it's yeah. not too far of a cry from where stuff was, you know, not not too long ago. I mean... Guns N' Roses started out at $9,500, but then price increases. The world has changed. It right? has. It has. Um, they went to 10.5 on Guns N' Roses. And then I think they yeah. just pushed it to 11. Yeah. So 12 for Toy Story. I mean, I get it. Um, you know, I mean, a couple of years ago when I was, you know, maybe, maybe like three, four, five years ago, when I was buying like Baywatches and stuff like that, cheaper games, yeah, I would th- say you're out of your mind spending $12,000 on a pinball machine um, or $15,000. Um, but as yeah. the collection has grown and, you know, the prices of this stuff have gone up, you know, it, it propelled me in, into a way of being able to afford those games because I got in at the right time and earlier and made it all work. Um, yeah. So. So so that brings up an interesting conversation I was having with some other members of the Pinball Network, because, I mean, it's a diverse group. You know, you're part of it. There's everybody from top, you know, global players to people like me who are lucky they know where the on switch is. And we were talking about the objective versus subjective pricing of pinball machines. And basically how do you put a price on it? So manufacturers price it based on builder materials, the labor, the facility maintenance, licensing. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you can't tell me that Disney license was cheap. I didn't, I know they didn't get that on pennies on the dollar. No. 
you know, the voicing, the actors, the sounds, all of this information that goes into this and all the things that we may not think about, that is your objective price. This is what the manufacturer is saying they are charging, period. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, right now, yeah. gas, you know, the gas costs up here went over $6 for a little bit. Um, all that stuff has to get taken into account with buying these games. I mean, shipping for pinball machines now has gone up drastically. Go, go buy a dozen eggs. I mean, a dozen eggs are going to cost you almost $10 now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so it's I wouldn't cheaper say, to buy a chicken. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, it, it makes sense why the, the price increased. It um, does. You're getting a lot for what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. But here, let's back this out and say let's uh, take Toy Story off, throw an original IP on there for $9,000. Is that going to sell? And that's kind of where the conversation went because I was very curious if there was a difference in how we justify paying prices, whether it's a competitive player or a casual player, home use only versus on location, things like that. So what is important for you? Like wh what makes you put your name on a list for a game? Me personally? Mm-hmm. Um, theme is a big one for me. Okay. Theme is huge. Um, right. Followed Zach by... Has, Zach has lists and lists and lists over at Flippin' Out of themed games. Like, if this theme comes out, I don't care who makes it, I want it. So, obviously, yeah. theme is a driving force. Huge, yeah. But I don't yep. know about you, but I'm on quite a few different lists with Zach, just in case. Just in case, you know. absolutely. Um, yeah. And who are, we're referring to Zach and Nicole Many from Flippin' Out Pinball. So, if you guys are looking for a pinball machine, Escalera, or Arcade Games. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. I'm so used to saying it on Monday nights. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, theme is a big one for me and okay. how fun it is to play okay. you know? um, and how it looks visually. If I get sold on a video that I need the game, that's a, a huge thing. And you were kind of hesitant on, on the flip side of that. You saw the play of Mando and you weren't really like the video didn't do anything for you. It's not an IP that you're very interested in. But you actually had a blast playing that. That was one of those games that you really, really enjoyed despite your initial you know, 30 uh, not, second readers digest. This is yeah. what I think. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, that, that, that tells of, of the game though, you know, if I actually like mm -hmm. playing it and I don't like the theme, that means it's, you know, very well done. Um, yeah. you know, there's a few games like that. I, I initially, when uh, Deadpool came out, wasn't a huge fan. Mm -hmm. Um, but as time has gone on, I, I like the game. Um, well, I don't know about you. Voltaire. You, you called me when you had the option to pick up that Circus Voltaire and you asked me, you know, what do you think? And this is the price and what's your opinion on it? I love that game because it's quirky and it's so unique. I've and you were like, seen one. yeah. And you were like, eh, nah, I don't know. And I mean, the example you got was spectacular anyway. So you were like, okay, I'll get it. I'll flip it, you know, and then I'll flip it. Not yeah. a big deal. I'll make room in the lineup and it's still sitting there and it hasn't even made it back up to the garage. No, well, that was the caveat. Literally, I bought this because I couldn't find a Medieval Madness, and everybody wanted twenty grand for it, and mm -hmm. got that kind of money. So, uh, bought it, put it in the basement. I was like, okay, well, you know, if a Medieval comes up, then you know, we'll we'll sell it, or if when I get tired of it, I haven't got tired of it. And then, of course, three weeks later, I found a Medieval. <laughs> so he's and that works. wasn't cheap. Um, and then uh, you know, put all the mods on it. Really not cheap. Love the game though. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, but, you know, that put me in a conundrum of, okay, what do you sell? Well, you've seen my lineup. I don't want to sell anything. Yeah. You know? Um, here, here's another prime example. Like Cactus Canyon. You you were at Expo when they unveiled Cactus Canyon. What did I you was. think of it? 
I was very, very surprised in a very good way on that game. I don't like plastic ramps, and I was not sold on the theme. Um, there were some things that that I saw on it just in pictures, and I was like, nah, nah. You know, I'll play it. I'll play anything twice. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's one of those, nah. And then I just, I played it with a permagrin. I had such a good time playing that game. Well, so literally, um, I bought it from Zach, let me think. Almost a month ago, it was like uh, June 30th, I picked it up. I met mm-hmm. him down in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, I really just wanted to play it. You know what I mean? I'll buy things that look cool that I want to play. Brought it yeah. home. Of course, my son sees the train on it, so I don't get a chance to so play it. So you're not allowed to play it, yeah. No, no, not at all. And my daughter, she she saw it, she played it, but she loves Monster Bash because of Frankenstein. Okay? Mm-hmm. And Jamie likes Monster Bash, so that, that game's kind of bolted to the floor now. Um which is fine. I like it. It's, you know, a, a good game. Yeah. Um, and my son loves Cactus for the train. So I didn't get a chance to play it until Monday night when we were streaming it. And what a great game. Oh, like, it's, it's so much fun. It is like, so much fun. I knew I, I I'd played it before and I was like, you know, this will be cool. You know, a little yeah. time with it, whatever. Um, If it makes the, the cut to stay permanently, cool. Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can't go. It's not leaving my collection. So that's another one. And and that one was interesting because everybody, when they played it at Expo, said, wow, this game is underpriced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the original, when everybody said, oh, you know, Cactus Canyon's being remade, there was a lot of, uh, 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 you know, it's we're pinball. We're, we're very cynical people. And then people played it and they're like, man, yeah, I got to get one of these. You know, it's. For what you're getting for the money, it's great. Um, we didn't realize it then, but it was Lyman's last code. Mm-hmm. So you have that magic that uh, Ryan White from CGC had made comments during stream with you guys on Monday last or this week that that code will be getting added soon in an upgrade, I believe is what he called it. So yeah, very sure excited. Yeah, yeah, not details to come, but um. Very excited. I know that they're working hard over there to honor Lyman's memory and make sure that that code is as much Lyman cheese as humanly possible. So that was super cool. But then, you know, it still gets me back. So, like, you have games that you buy because they look great and they go into your lineup and then they leave. And then you Mm -hmm. have games where you're just like, well, it's available and I have the space and I have a little bit of extra cash. So I'll get it for now. And then they never leave. So it's like not all of that is theme. There are games that I've played that I don't like the theme on, but I'll keep the game because the game is so fun. Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. Like, you know, here, I'm staring at your yellow brick road right behind you. Yeah, my poor baby. But you don't want her to ever leave. I don't want her to ever leave. I need to get her fixed. We know what's wrong with her. We just have not had the time to fix her. She's been taken apart now. We have an opto that's bad. So she's been taken apart now for two and a half months. It's just getting her fixed. Yeah. Um, We actually did sell a game. What did you sell? Since we last we sold our Star Trek LE. Yeah. So um yeah, like like many other people, we have we still have our Alien LV on order. No idea when we're gonna get that. Um we still have our multimorphic weird doll on order. We should be getting that in the next few weeks. But yeah, yeah, it was one of those like you know, I had to call in the divorce attorneys and, you know, divvy up the assets to see whose game was going to go. And and in the end, um, not only that, but my husband is big into home audio and home theater. He found a set of upgraded speakers for the audio system that were like 
brand new half price, I don't know, some stupid good deal. So it was like, okay, we got to clear up a little bit of money to uh to still cover this. So, yep, Star Trek. Well, and you're left. not it wasn't a I'm couple of Bose speakers. You know. No, 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 no. These were definitely yeah. not a couple of Bose speakers. Like the boxes for these speakers are taller than I am. So, yeah. legit they were they were huge. And it sounds good. I mean, it's it's what he likes. So, it sounds good, but yeah, we had to free up some cash for that. So, but it was like, okay, you know, well, well, why don't we sell TNA? And I'm like, no, I love TNA though. And he's like, but why? And I was like, I because I want to go back. It's so fast and it's so brutal. And he's like, but that game will beat you up. And I'm like, I know, but it's fast and I need yeah. to. It's fun to play. You know? Yeah, you know, don't want to sell Wonka because Wonka's code has gotten so good. And it's such a beautiful game. It's family friendly. Like everybody is drawn to that game it, that we play with. It's it's a great game for our household. Obviously, Godzilla is not going anywhere. Like, that game's bolted down. Deadpool's not going anywhere. That game's bolted down. And then the other game we had was Mandalorian. And, I mean, it's kind of saturated with Mandos out there right now. So, like, sorry, Star Trek. Gotta go. I never played it anyway, so it's fine. Mando is fun. Um, I play it with the lights on. (laughs) I have to play a Dwight game with the lights on. (laughs) Why, you don't want seizures? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, so. Nice. Yeah, you know what, I mean... Yeah, that's the hard part. What do you sell to, you know, and especially in the yeah. market, the market has gone down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff isn't moving as fast. It's still, it's still moving. Um, but is it a, a fuel thing? Is it a economic I, thing? Or I is think it it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, it's prices are up and nobody's getting the pay increase to match the inflation rates. And, you know, things are just there you know it's people are going back to work so they are commuting a lot more and gas you have like you said i mean it hit six dollars a gallon for you guys we were at 489 for a while and in florida like that's rioting prices we're finally yeah. back down under four dollars a gallon i never thought i'd be happy to be under four dollars a gallon before uh i just filled up today and it was 469 up here at a cheap gas station that's crazy i know our, our diesel's still almost six dollars a gallon yeah. That has not come down at all. But yeah, so that's been that's been fun. Um but yeah, I was just like I said, I was just curious. And listeners, I'm curious what causes you to buy a game and what causes you to to keep a game? What causes you to spend a little bit more on a game? Is it the theme? Is it the gameplay? Is it the depth of the code? Is it the designer? We had a Keith Elwin on a few episodes ago, and you know, people are jumping on lists for Elwin games. I don't care what the theme is. If yep. his name's on it, they want it. You know, there's people with Steve Ritchie games. They want the next Ritchie game. They don't care what the theme is. They don't care anything about it. They just want it. So I I would love for you all to reach out. Hit us up on Facebook, Free Play Pinball Podcast. Hit us up by email, freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail.com. And let me know what is your kind of level of play and also what is most important for you if you're buying, if you're keeping, or if you're willing to spend a little bit more on the second market, because I would love to know. Oh, people are losing their minds on some stuff still, you know. I know. I know. I still haven't been able to replace my pirates because people are still losing their minds on it. Eric, sell me your pirates, dude. Your yellow brick road people are willing to pony up for. There was one on, I think, Pennside for 18.5 a couple of weeks ago without Don't the mods. T- Did it sell? I don't know. I okay. Michael mentioned it and then I I hadn't really followed up on it. So That'd be insane. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to get rid of it, though. So, so staying kind of on the track of JJP, um, since we're already touching on it a little bit. They've got their game out this year. They've promised us two. Are we yes. going to see a break in the summertime blues, or is it going to be a Merry Christmas, Bill? I bet it's going to be a Merry Christmas. If I were a betting man. Yeah. yeah. I'm hopeful. I think they're going to push out two. I, we're all hopeful. I'm, we all want to see more games. We, we we've do. been in a we little uh, lull for uh, new games coming out. We have. So if you had to guess, and I mean, this is all speculation because I don't know either. Um, is it a Richie game? Is it an Eric game? Is it their new designer? Uh, it, whose game is coming designers out? That, I don't think the new designers have been there long enough to get something from Whitewood to production that quick. If I were betting, yeah. man, I bet it was Eric. I'm thinking Steve. I'm betting Eric oh, has some okay. stuff that that might be set to go, but you figure Steve Ritchie's been there now for a little over a year, or about a year. No. Yeah. No. When did he come over? He came over right after we started the podcast, and that was April no. last year, sir. Time flies really? when you're having fun. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. So a yearish. We'll say we'll say within that nine months to a year frame. He's he's going to be up for his annual review soon if he hasn't already had it. Okay. But you can't tell me that somebody who has that much experience didn't come over with some ideas. And you can't tell me that JJP didn't have some very alluring licensing that was secured for those ideas. I absolutely think you're right. It wouldn't be beyond Steve to design a game in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, there are games that do, do get done in a year. Some a little yep. longer, some a little less. Um, but it's not about what they've done. It's about what they can get and how fast they can get it to make it. This is true. This is true. Well, Peter was telling us they got some cool machinery there now, so they can they can fab a lot of their own stuff now um, in a lot higher level of quality than they could before, especially with the new laser and, and all the different things that they have going on. So fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get lucky and see something at Expo from them. How cool would that be? That'd be nice. Which, speaking of Expo. Oh, yeah. You'll be jumping in, huh? Yeah. So, um uh, for those who did not listen right after we did our last episode in May, I also joined the Loser Kids as a special guest on one of their episodes. We are going to Expo this year, my husband and I are. We'll be in, flying in on Wednesday morning so that we can help out with the TPN annual tailgate party stream. Maybe this time I will get more than just bathroom breaks, but if not, I'm I'm happy to sit in the chair and chit-chat with everybody. I'm going to be honest and say you probably might not I probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to sit in that chair. I know. Dude, you love doing that. You I love loved having it. A, I had, you know, I had such a blast you gave, last year. You gave, you gave some serious amount of business to us for sitting in the chair and running it. Dude, you were in your glory. You loved it. Everybody kept coming in. Dude, every 20 minutes, dude, we were, you know, feeding new people new in. People. And you were just oh. like, oh, my God. You know, I actually met so-and-so. I mean, literally by yeah. the end of the night, dude, you had a smile painted on your face. Your cheeks had to hurt the next day. Oh, well, I think this smile was still permanent, like all through Expo. I was smiling the whole time because of meeting so many people that I had talked to online. I had talked to on the phone. I had, you know, interacted with via chat. Now actually meeting them face to face and and just putting that face to that name and seeing that personality come out was awesome. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked. Um, my husband was picking on me because we're actually going to Ohio for a football game in a few weeks. And the flight home, it's a 730 p.m. football game. Again, between his team and my team, we fly back to Florida the next morning at like 630 in the morning. And he's like, 
was that a good idea? I was like, I don't, there's no choice. Like that was the option we had. So then yeah. when we were flying to Chicago, we're flying out of Florida at 6.30 in the morning. And then we're flying back home at like 6.40 in the morning that Sunday. But it was the only way I could make sure we would be there for the tailgate party. Because that's, that's something I don't want to miss. You had a blast last time, right? I did. I did. Okay. We had so much fun. We had so much fun. So and this year, we're going to try and do it up a little better. We're going to bring out some more people now that we have a, a better grasp on it. You know, yep. I mean, we've done tailgate stuff before. Um, but yeah, this time it's, you know, we're already getting asked if we're doing this party like a uh, couple of weeks ago. They're like, Hey, you know, I'm not at liberty, liberty to disclose who was asking, but yeah, some, some important had, people were like, Hey, are you guys, are they doing that, that stream at that, uh, uh, tailgate party? And I'm like, man, I guess we are. So yeah, apparently good times. Now, I've, I've, um, I've had some people, some industry friends and fans reach out as well, asking if we we're doing it. And I was like, yeah. And then, you know, who else is going to be there? And I'm like, I don't know. As long as I'm there, I don't care. (laughs) List together now, and we're going to work on bringing out more TPN people. Last year, we weren't sure about space, and we had a lot of industry people. And um, And COVID was still a thing. Like, we were still masking, and COVID was still real. COVID is still a thing, though. I mean, it's kind of ramping up here right now. Yeah, it's ramping up everywhere. So, Wednesday night, we'll be doing the tailgate party. Um, Thursday of Expo, between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., the Pinball Network has teamed up with Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Um, Poor Man's Pinball Network has teamed up with them. Basically, anybody and everybody, all the major manufacturers, a lot of the accessory guys, everybody. This thing is huge. We are doing a 12-hour charity stream for Learning Solutions, which helps assist families with children who are on the autism spectrum in establishing a more quality level of, li- of life based on their needs. And this is something that has helped Josh Roop with Loser Kid personally. So he wanted to give back. So as part of that, George Fisher from um, from Don't Panic Flip, who we adore, is going to be running the stream. We have industry guests. Like, there's not going to be names there that you don't know. And I cannot wait. We're going to be auctioning off a lot of one-of-a-kind swag. We're going to be auctioning off a lot of very cool swag autograph stuff it's going to be a chat where fans can interact i'll be there the entire time i am sitting on the couch for an hour and a half and interviewing a special guest which should be a lot of fun but yeah it's when you guys see the names you're going to lose your mind because i am just so excited on who all we've managed to get to commit what time are you guys starting that we are starting at 10 a.m um and it like i said it's going to be 12 hours jjp stern CGC, American, Spooky, Multimorphic, Pinball Life, I believe has committed. Um, We are working on getting some one-of-a-kind artwork from our favorite Yeti. Nice. Because that means it's not busy enough. (laughs) Way to to shake him down. Yeah, right? No, um, I love Jeremy to death. He's he's awesome. And he's, I mean, it's Josh and Scott. And they're just amazing people anyways. We are working on some other sponsorship and some items from places like um, Penn Stadium. Yeah. Hey, I know Flipping Scott out. well. We can shake yeah, him right. down too. We we are already working on it. So okay. I'm calling you guys out. Make sure y'all show up. Um, Flipping out obviously is is helping out with some swag and some items. So it's gonna be really cool. Everything that we're doing is being donated. 100% of all proceeds are going directly back to the organization. There is going to be a representative there from 
learning solutions to answer questions and accept the proceeds at the end. So it's going to be awesome. So definitely tune in. That'll be aired on Twitch. You guys will hear more about it. You'll see more about it on my post, but it's going to be so good. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, and as we get closer, we'll pump this up and, you know, talk about it Absolutely. more. Um, Absolutely. I, and definitely on Wednesday, we'll be talking about it. Yes, and and I'm just going to say I am very jealous about who our headlining guest is and who gets to interview them. Very jealous. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, well, I've seen some things, but uh, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Yep, that'll it's, that'll it's, be news for another day. It'll be news for everybody. So moving on from that, um, speaking of CGC, you guys did have Ryan White on. Ryan is the head of sales and marketing for Chicago Gaming Company. Came out and hung out with you and Beatty and played some Cactus Canyon. And um, yes. yeah, they're kind of pushing out on all cylinders. So oh, yeah, very was, excited about that. Getting games out. Um, it was such a good time. Um, for anybody that's listening, go back and watch the stream. Ryan answered a bunch of, bunch of questions. Um, he laid He's it all out. He's such a great guy. I love he Ryan. Is. He is. He's a, he's a, he's uh he's entertaining. He's a character in, in a good way. Um, yes. he will be making it back out at some point with an LE so he can stream the topper. Um, yeah. What a great dude. What a fun game. Seriously, like. Yes. You, know, you guys was, all were smiling, like just big smiles. Even Ryan, he plays this for a living, and he was just like big smiles. Yeah, it's just so great. You know, literally before that, I was like, okay. Cactus isn't medieval. Cactus isn't attack. Cactus isn't monster bash. It it, it really has with what they have done. It has its own legs now, and those I are love, tall legs to stand yes. on. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that they maintain the integrity of the original game, but still incorporated a lot of the technology of today when they're doing the remake. I think that's super cool the way they do it. I love the way it looks. I love the way it sounds. The lights are great. Like just. It's so campy and fun. I love campy games, but it's so much fun. Well, and the thing is, is like they see the shortcomings of the game, you Mm -hmm. know, the originals, and they put the engineering into it to make it better. Yeah. Well, and I don't even want to call them shortcomings. The technology wasn't there when they built them originally. True. True that. Um, Like, you know, here, prime example. Um, This is going to sound like a CGC commercial, and that's not really what I'm trying to do, but literally (laughs) I'm still pumped from uh, Monday. Yeah. the original Monster Bash. Have you ever played one? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fun. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. It was it was on free play, so I played it. Yeah. Well, and I'd only ever played like routed versions, so they weren't great yeah. examples, right? So I never yeah. had a good time on Monster Bash. Um but the remake The remake is so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Yes. I mean that's why these medievals are going for Fifteen thousand dollars. Um, Attack from Mars now. You know, to get a remake, you're looking. And when I say remake, I mean the SE. So you get the bigger screen, the changing uh, RGB lights, the cool stuff. Um, but I mean, you're talking eleven grand for that. You know, Monster Bash is, mm-hmm. you know, nine ten thousand dollars now. Um, Cactus Canyon. If you want one, get it now because when they move on to their next game, everybody always has you know buyer's remorse. Like, oh damn, I wish I would have bought this. Hey, I yep. wish I would have kept that. Um, there's probably 300 people listening that say, damn, if I could have bought a Pirates of the Caribbean for, uh, $10,000 or twelve five for collectors. Or, or 9,500 for collectors. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you paid? Uh, I think so. We didn't pay much. Yeah, we got it. Well, it was open. It was an open box. The guy got it, put a game on it and then sold it to us. Wow. He had to get rid of it. He found out his wife was pregnant. Yeah. 
Yeah, like just dumb luck right there. So speaking of buyer's remorse, Scott Denisi was on hanging out with our favorite losers the other day. And for those of you who did not get in on Total Nuclear Annihilation when it originally came out, good news. It's going to be made again. Dun, dun, dun. Did, did they discuss how many units they're going to make this time or no? No, uh, not that I heard. I have been so sporadic on my podcast listening. I just happened to have that one lined up in the queue and was listening to it this morning when I took my kid to get breakfast and then over to her grandparents' house. So I did not hear that portion. Um, this is not news. Scott was talking to us about this last year at the tailgate party. Like yeah. they are, they've always been ready to remake TNA. It is not TNA 2.0. It is essentially going to be the same game with some code update and maybe some extra music, potentially an extra multi-ball. I'm still excited. That game is so much fun. So if you don't have time on one, I very much encourage you to find one in the wild that is fully functional and just really enjoy the fact that one man put that game together as a side project in the evenings and on the weekends. And it was a home pen that literally got mass produced. Like Scott's a great dude. Scott's so awesome. Like, I need half of his energy. He's so... Between him and Ryan, they both exhaust me. Yeah. Oh, Ryan will keep you going. What's what's crazy, so literally that stream, you know, going back, I I left because it was like 10.30 or 11 o'clock, which is Mm -hmm. a big faux pas in the Bill Webb world. They streamed like another hour and a half after that. I'm like, what? And then he had like an hour drive home, too. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's crazy. I have never seen Ryan not on 11. Like every time I've ever ran into him in shows, every time I've ever, you know, seen him on anything online, he's always, he's just got so much energy and it's such a good positive energy that you just, you want to have fun around him. So absolutely adore Ryan. I'm going to shake him down. We're going to get him on the show. Yeah, we should absolutely yeah. love that. He's so cool. I don't know if you um, talk to him a whole lot. I, every once in a while, I'll message him on, on the internets or, you know, like I said, if I like see that he's going to be on a show or, or anything like that, I'll make comments. But I, I did talk yeah. to him at TPF. I got to hang out with him for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes and talk to him. And then obviously at Expo with you guys, I was able to hang out with him for a little bit. But yeah, he's a great, great guy. Um, Just such, such big energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and speaking of energy. There was a lot of energy and buzz right before San Diego Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, or I guess last week. Everybody was losing their minds. They're like, <laughs> what game's coming out? You know, everyone's like, you know, what do you think? I'm like, I don't think anything. I just go with the flow. I'm waiting. I just watch and wait and hope to God it's not one of the ones I have on the list because I just bought this other one. You know what's funny is it literally that statement right there is so true. Right. Like, there, there's a list in Evansville, Indiana of stuff that, you know, if it gets made... Just mm-hmm. send me the just send me the bill. Line. Just send me the invoice. All the all the pieces, the squeaky toys, everything. Topper, yeah. all of it. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. custom, you know, uh Whatever. bolts. Sure. I'm I'm all in. Yeah. Um but yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the next few don't none really call to me. Hoping. Yeah. But. Good luck with that because they will. Um so Stern. So let me back up a little bit further behind that. There has been a lot of buzz around the water cooler about the Cornerstone game getting released this summer, potentially being Jack Danger's game. Um, There is a lot of buzz around, is it going to be good? Um, We have talked to a number of people who work at Stern who have not given us any specifics other than they are very impressed by what he's doing. He's very energetic about it. 
So there was this kind of like, you know, low key murmur in the pinball world of, okay, you know, maybe Stern's going to release a game this summer. Maybe it's Jack Danger. Maybe it's the Cornerstone. Is it Jaws? Is it this? Well, then there's this Venom rumor. And dear Lord about Venom. So then the buzz was, you know, we're going to see Venom and artwork will most likely be Zombie Yeti because why not? He would do spectacular with that style of art. Um, Most likely a game by George Gomez. So, you know, that's anticipated. This is not news again to anybody. Mm -hmm. So for Comic-Con, it was announced that Stern would have a booth set up with... (laughs) Special guest Todd McFarlane, who originally is the creator of Venom and Ozzy Osbourne. And literally the pinball world lost their ever loving mind. Oh, yeah. I I judge how crazy stuff gets by how many messages I get. Insanity. My phone was a little busy that day. Yeah. Dude, I don't, you know, I don't think anything. Well, and I mean, there were so many good points on it. Like, number one, Stern doesn't release games during a show. They don't. No. Period. No. Number two, if you are going to release a game during a show, are you going to do it when you are literally on the other side of the country from your home base? Like, you, you've you been in Chicago this whole time. Why would you not release it at Expo or MGC or something like that? Well, oh, they never do that. No one no one releases games don't. at shows anymore. That's kind of... I mean, I mean, CGC did last year, but no, they really don't. Okay, so... And then number three, you're at Comic-Con. This is not a pinball show. So what benefit outside of getting more people interested? Like how many people do you think are walking around with their checkbook ready to write a check for 9,500 to 125 that are not in Comic book people would. Comic book people might. Star Wars people would. Star Wars people are nuts. I know. I I can say that. I am one. Fogger talking about you too, buddy. But yeah, so that was kind of fun. And Stern gets there and they have Ozzy and Todd McFarlane sitting there signing autographs and there's no game. There's no Venom. <laughs> so I think we're all back to square one on that one. So they had the big psych out, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, it, and I don't know why I find that humorous. Because it would have been cool to see it. I heard a rumor that it was code. Like, better was if it was April 1st. Oh, gosh. You guys timed it wrong. You know, but, like, I mean, how cool would it have been, too? If like, Because I, I did. I heard that the rumor was Gomi was the designer. Dwight was on code and Jeremy did the art. So like how funny would it have been to have them sitting on a panel with Todd McFarlane and, you know, Ozzy Osbourne with him doing the call. It's in like no game comes out and everybody's just sitting there like patiently waiting impatiently. If they did an Ozzy pen, that might be one. I have to black Sabbath would be cool. No, just a straight Ozzy. Nah, I don't think they, I don't know that they could do straight Ozzy. I was, um, I was picking on our good friend, John Borg. Because he's he's normally posts a lot of stuff about Rush as the designer and a huge fan of that band. That's like something we see all the time. He is a huge Rush fan and he he made a great game. You guys can say what you want, but that game is a fun shooter. I don't like the band particularly. I'm not going to turn them off, but I also don't seek out to listen to them. But that game is fun to shoot. Now he's starting to post Black Sabbath stuff. So I reached out to him the other day and I was like, so Mr. Borg noticing a change in your music taste here and he's like no i just love black sabbath and i was like "Uh uh-huh i said listen and and of course me being me i said well when you do release it i don't want to see a rule set i just want ozzy to tell us what the rules are so that nobody can beat this game because nobody can understand what ozzy is saying to be able to know what the rules are and then i want to 
And then I want to see Ray Day go and do the reveal on it. So, you know, yeah. let him play it and see how well he does. I don't think that's the next game, but I don't would either. Be, I that don't would either. be. I would. I wouldn't. I would do an Ozzy pin, a Motley. I think a Motley Crew pin would be just. Let's get away from the Dad Rock. I want a Muppets pinball machine. <clears throat> mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I want no. a Muppets pinball machine. Yes. Why? Are you kidding me? Because it's the Muppets. There's an entire Facebook page now about Muppets Pinball 2023. Jack Winery is now following this page. Like this is something that one of our listeners and fans, Dan Rosenstein, put out, and I'm a huge follower of it. I think it's awesome. The game rice itself. You can have the two old guys sitting on the balcony as the topper, like a medieval madness type or a black knight sort of rage type topper where it's sitting there just heckling you because you play terribly. And you could have like Animal drum solo multi ball or something like that. Like this game writes. What would you rather see? The Muppets pinball or Sesame Street pinball? Muppets. You're out of your mind. No, no, I'm not. We're going to do a poll. All right, guys. Before you go, but no, 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 before you know. I'll put it up. I'll put it up on Facebook. What would you rather see? Yeah. Muppets or uh, Sesame Street? Dude, you've got Bird. You've got Snuffleupagus. No, but you've got the Swedish chef and. No, but you've got the Swedish chef and the brink a dark bark and you've got Bunsen and Beaker and Con- oh no, no, hands down, you've got to do Muppets. Oh, dude, so, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what the outcome is on this and then double down on this. Okay, so the coolest, they're all cool. Okay, Kermit's cool. Um, All of those other guys are cool, but the two haters that always give crap to people. Oh, I forget their names. Great, I I know, and I I've been watching Muppet Babies, and I see them all the time, and I cannot remember their names. For the two old guys, yes. Yeah, you you call that acting? Ha 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 uh-huh. I mean, they're just straight brutal. I I tell you what, I will I will po- um say this here and now, if Sesame Street wins this poll, I will treat you to Johnny's beef when we come out there. Deal. Okay. Deal. All right, so. Get online, vote. I'll put that poll up today, um, and we'll keep that open for about a week or so and kind of see where we're at on it. What else is new? Uh, oh, I want to see Ray Day on code on that. Let's get Ray Day out of the music pin. Even I want to see right, some depth in code. If it was, if it, let's just go and say it was Muppets. I do want to see lots of toys, lots of sculpted figures, and. So who's our designer then? If you're doing that. I mean, Brian Eddy, well, Brian Eddy would do good, I think. He likes toys. He likes a busy play field. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with Keith, but I don't know that Keith, I don't know that Keith would be interested in a Muppets pen. You'll have to ask him. I I think I will. I'm going to reach out and ask him, you know, hey, is this a theme that speaks to you at all? Um, You know, I I think that. Or do you want to double down and say Eric works with Kermit to get this done? Oh, boy. Could you imagine an Eric Minier, Joe Katz, Keith Johnson? Oh my gosh! I need this game in my life. I don't care who does it at this point in time. Like Haggis can make it as long as it makes it to this side of the world. I don't care. All right. So if it was Muppets, I would strongly consider buying. It, okay, like like strongly because that's you know from my childhood. How about this? How about this? A Scott Denisi original Muppets. Scott has the energy for it. No, you don't think so. Oh, you're crazy. You lost Scott your mind. Scott does great with. I, 
Scott, Scott does might great. do a great job. Scott does great. Um, I would be. I would rather see him do like. Um, I don't know more. Not a children's theme. That's a better way yeah. of saying it. Yeah. Well, like Rick and Morty, kinda, that was great. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Scott does great with like post-apocalyptic techno and stuff like. But I mean, Weird Al, his work on Weird Al was fun. It was fantastic. So, I I give Scott a lot of credit. He's so talented. Eric is more mature of a designer in his audience. I mean, mm-hmm. look at what he did with GNR. That I think he would do a good job with it. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think that's an Eric style of a game. Uh, I don't know. I gotta ask him too. But like Eric, what do you think of this? But you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna reach what? out to everybody he, and shop it around. If he were to say, "Listen, my kids watch Sesame Street," he, he and and he watches it with them, dude. He's gonna. I could see him saying, "I'm all in. Let's get I it done." I don't see Eric when you're watching Sesame Street. Call me crazy, but if you his never kids know. watched it, to be listen, determined. I would do a if I was the designer and I had the option to do a frozen pen, even though I dislike it. Yeah, I would do it for my daughter. My my kid would literally love a princess pen. She loves all the princesses. I would if I did something like that. I want to see a villain's pen. I also today is July 29th, which means tomorrow is July 30th, which means tomorrow is Harry Potter's birthday. Dwight, where the F is my Harry Potter pen, dude? We need to finish this game. I need this in my life. Dwight's been a busy man. I'm sure Dwight had. Dwight's always a busy man. When is Dwight ever not busy? I mean, there was that one time six years ago when he went on vacation for like a week. But outside of that, Dwight is always busy. I would love to do an episode with George Fisher and Dwight. And we could just nerd out with Harry Potter everything. And you can take the night off and go watch Titanic with your kid or something. Because... It's funny because we actually started watching the movie last night. I let her watch oh, seven Lord. minutes a day. Oh Lord! I mean, what? you don't have to you don't have to change out the VHS at least, so that's good. No, I'm doing it for my phone on Netflix. <laughs> well, no, nice. because li- literally she loved watching the iceberg. Yeah. Hit the ship, right? Um, I was a good parent. We didn't play where this, you know, the boat was going down and people were drowning to death. Um, of course I say, oh no, that water, you know, water's fine. You know, they're they're all wearing light. They're all safe. It's all good. Um, fine. You know. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. No problem. Um, sidebar story. There was a, a chef who drank a whole bottle of bourbon before it went down. He actually survived for three and a half hours or four hours before they picked him out of the water. He didn't have hypothermia because of that raising in the blood temperature, which actually that's an old wives tale that it will initially raise your core body temperature, but then it actually drops it. Alcohol does. So fun fact. Really? How did yep, he survive it'll warm you up. He was just uh, stone cold oh, he's drunk. probably just stone cold drunk. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. It's hard to say. Some people. I mean, how did Molly Brown survive? What was it? That one in the Lithuania or whatever it was. That's, yeah, I don't know. Makes me not want to get on a boat. Um, speaking of speaking of getting on boats, haggis pens are being seen in the world now. We are starting to see some mermaid editions. We are starting to see a couple of their games over on the side of. That's not even a pond, dude. That's like. The, literally the other side of the world. So it is. But have you seen? Yeah, they are. Have you got to play or see one yet? Oh uh, no, not yet. No, same here. I want to. It looks great. Their games look great. So right now it's just crazy times. So yeah. You know. Yep. What else time. is in What else is in the news? You have Spooky saying the uh, there's a rumor started by our good friend Joel Engelberth from Triple Drain Pinball Podcast 
that uh, Spooky may be releasing a dual-themed same layout pin again, like they did with Halloween and Ultraman. Yeah. Um, I don't think that makes good walking around sense, but what do I know? I'd rather them just produce one good game versus two games that one of them had a better art package and either of them played really well. I, I love you, Spooky, but that game, those games were terrible. I haven't. I don't have enough time on them to have a whole lot of comment. Um, mm. The one thing I'll say is that if you watch pin side, you could see how a game is doing. Yeah. And people are just walking away. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of vote of confidence. I, I mean, granted, I, I listed my Guns N' Roses for sale because there was an indie that I wanted to buy. Um, and uh, that that's that too. But I mean, honestly, they made a lot of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And, so, and what's interesting too is like. Is this going to hurt Spooky down the road? You know, they sold out of Halloween and Ultraman before the gameplay was ever revealed. There wasn't much out. Like, they said, hey, this is what we're doing. And the games were gone. And now you see people who are selling their games for a loss. They were selling their spots in line for a loss when when the initial games came out. Um, The games, there's a few fans who really love them. Otherwise, they are just not very well received. So do you take that risk again? So literally, I had a friend that bought a pinball machine from American Pinball, right? Actually bought it from them, went and picked it up, um, found out there was a power supply issue, and American made everybody buy the power supply. Now, granted, they made, they gave you credit towards accessories or whatever with whatever you spent on the power supply. That was kind of a bogus move if, you know, the the initial part was not great, and then you make your customers buy it. Um, no. And he was so pissed that even to this day, he's like, I got my Houdini. I like Houdini. I will never buy another thing from that company ever again. You know? Yeah. That's one dude over a power supply. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you look too, this is not something, dissatisfaction is real in pinball. And it's, some people don't even have to have the game. I mean, you look at wait times on games too. So we it's it's well known we've talked about it in the show before and i'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this but like we went it all in on a multimorphic when we were at expo in october of last year when weird Al came out we upgraded to a weird Al le we still don't have our game mm-hmm. and we finally got correspondence now in the meantime again people make decisions day to day that shift their financial well-being and where the money is allocated to we're putting in a pool so we took this huge huge financial commitment and we're still waiting on this game and then again you know michael was upgrading the audio supply or the audio stuff so it was like sold again for that but it was we started looking at it it's like okay well now it's been this long do we cancel do we not we believe in the product like it's not anything against the game now it's just a matter of does it still make financial sense and I know there's a lot of people who are in a similar situation because they don't know when they're going to get their game. People get nervous. People start talking. And it's such a small community that that can potentially cause people to lose faith in companies because, unfortunately, we've been burned before, like, as yeah. a community, you know? So hopefully we'll have our, our game in the next couple of weeks. And then it's like with Pinball Brothers. I mean, we have an Alien LV on order. We've played one at tpf we have no idea when we're gonna get it and then they just announced queen yeah queen yeah how do you make queen pinball without putting fat bottom girls in it Uh, i I don't want it just for that it's principle now no you know what i mean queen is one so literally growing up 
in the eighties, right? I was born in eighty. Um, so literally and, and my family was big into music. So you had Queen, you had Toto, you had Journey, you had uh Kansas. I mean um yep, Ario Speedwagon. Ario, yes. Yep. All of these different bands that, you know, we used to listen to as a family, yep. you know. Um not like we'd, you know, get the record player and sit there and listen to them. But, you know, I mean, just music was very like, prevalent. There was always like Bob Seger going on in the background or something like that. You know, it's yeah. Shout out to my mom. One of her favorite songs. Hollywood Nights by Bob Seger. Oh, I love Bob Seger. So Turn the Page has a forever memory in my brain because it reminds me of family trips to Oklahoma to see family or to see my mom's side of the family and her four sisters arguing about what part of the cassette that song was on nice. and we drove for like an hour and they couldn't find it. And finally, as we pulled into my grandparents driveway, the song they came on. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. the only Bob Seger song I actually hate is like a rock. Yeah. From all the damn Chevy commercials. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. I remember those. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, go back. Queen, though. A great song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, literally the intro to that song, just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's bad. I haven't looked, I haven't played it. Um, I don't think many people have. I mean, they had it as like a boutique pop-up thing in, in yeah. London, and that was it. I'd like to play it. Um, it, yeah. I, it. Initial feelings, I won't be buying it. But It doesn't call to you? Like the sea call calls to Moana? Yeah. I, dude, and I like Queen, you know. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, I I do enjoy Queen. I like their music. I'm kind of in the same. Like, my dad is. He was much later in life when he had children, so we grew up with a lot of music from the 60s and 70s. So a lot of Pink Floyd, a lot of Hendrix and Janis Joplin and stuff like that. But we also did a lot of old ACDC I call it old now but good ACDC and Queen and you know things like that so absolutely we grew up in a house where the TV was hardly ever on we always had music on and even still to this day like I prefer to have the radio on versus having the TV on 99.9% of the time usually because I'm too busy to sit down and watch anything oh yeah 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 and that's that's kind of how it is in our house but you know what I'm curious to play it if it Mm -hmm. if, if, if I enjoy it yeah I could I would consider buying one I like the band that much. Um, you know, Led Zeppelin I liked, but I, I'm not in love with, you know, Led Zeppelin. Rush is good, but I'm not, you know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. need a pinball machine. Queen would be one where I could say, okay, you know, this this could work. You know. I'm always but. hesitant with the music pins. But a Pink Floyd one. I would do a Pink Floyd pin in the heartbeat, like, hands down. I think I'm actually on a list somewhere at the Minnie's house. Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. Oh, love Pink Floyd. That'd be such a depress. I could see Eric doing that one because that is a very, especially the wall is very mm. dark and depressing and adult. And I think it would lend itself well to pinball. Yeah. Yep. A girl can hope. But absolutely. We we will see. In the words of Craig Bobby, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But. All right. Yeah. Well. I think we've kind of caught up on the news. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, I think before Expo, we'll have more stuff to cover. Uh, we're not going to wait till Expo to do another episode, hopefully. Um, no, no but, we will uh, not. <laughs> nice catching up, finally. You know, nice to get, know. This, get this going. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a good one. We'll get this out there. You know, we, we promised this back in, in May, 
that it may not be a lot, but we're going to try and make up for it in quality. And, you know, as you said and kind of hinted to, maybe you can get some special guests on in my absence. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, well, Mr. Webb, it was good to see your face, but I think I need to go take a nap. Absolutely. It sounds like a good plan. All right, everybody, you have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Don't forget to take some time out of your day to play some pinball.